It's 2024, and welcome to another episode of the Diversions Podcast. Host here, I'm Keddy. And it's B. And quite a start to 2024 with supposed 8 to 10 foot tall aliens attacking the mall in Miami. And yet, even this far into the future, no one can seem to get a clear shot or video of these aliens. It'll come out as a found footage film in a couple of years. It's already happening like that. People are just like, look at this, look at this. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Very believable. Like, what alleged? I mean, I don't know what allegedly happened in Miami to the Miamians. Is that what you call them? I don't know what they call Miami citizens. My my Miamanites. I have Miamanites. no idea. Miamians. Miamians. My my Miamians. Miamaniacs. I don't know. At this point, you might as well call them maniacs. Honestly, I think that was meant to be their name all along, and they just misspelled it. They claimed, though, that eight to ten foot tall aliens were attacking the mall, leading to people to unload their clips onto them with no success. And I'm sorry, but if this was me, after the first two shots, if nothing happened to them, I'm running. Yeah, if you have to, like, keep track and count them out, like, you, you're not going to empty a clip into this thing and it's going to, the last bullet's going to save you. It, 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 it's just ridiculous. I've just been like, you know what? Two shots, that's it. I'm out. Like, done. Hitman go. style. One, two, and then run. And also, like, if they got to us first, if they arrived to our planet first, we already lost. Because clearly they have superior technology. Yeah, but the South got grit. And they don't care. I mean, it's 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 the, it's the a role reversal. Look what happened when white people came over to America first. Whoa. So. Are we about to get an allegory for racism? <laughs> allegory <laughs> full-on abduction and Not uh, invasion? Allegory for colonization. That's what this is. Eh, it's just racism with more steps. Worse. But, I mean, what really happened is, is that a bunch of teenagers, I guess, were, like, shooting fireworks at each other to simulate a shooting, which, again... I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I have no hope for the human race. because like, why the hell would you want to do that? It's probably, like, a TikTok prank star or something like that. Something ridiculous. At this point, I would have much preferred it for it to be aliens. Because I'm like... I always want it to be aliens. Are you Don't get this me wrong. stupid? I was thinking about the Area 51 raid the other day, and I'm like, man, what happened to that? The Naruto run on Area 51? <laughs> I just think it's funny, though, that this alien story came out after I finished Season 3 of X-Files. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, that's true. Kev, are you causing this to happen? Right, who knows? What's... Uh, uh, is it Xavier's son who, like, anything he imagines comes real in X-Men? This this is what you you are becoming. <laughs> so I'm becoming yes, God. you are becoming Legion. <laughs> Am I Franklin Richards? You might as well be the all powerful mutant. Is Rich Franklin Richards a mutant? I, Maybe I think he is. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. Ever since they decided to start like changing everything up with like you know the mutants and the Inhumans are kind of basically it's the same so thing because of like the Terrigen gene. Yeah, it is. It got real complicated real quick. But it's all okay because yesterday on Wednesday. Ultimate Spider-Man number one came out. Ooh. And that is a banger of a comic book. I am so excited for this book. Nice. I, was, I mean, everyone's been excited looking up to it because, one, we finally have Peter having a merry life Ooh. to Mary Jane, and he has two kids. They finally let my mans be happy. And it's also a really cool twist on the Spider-Man mythos. Mm. So, and I, don't, I guess I could talk a little bit about it here. It's just a premise, yeah. Uh, and this one, Peter did not become Spider-Man up until after he's an adult. Okay. Like he, and it's interesting here is that Tony Stark gives him the option to become Spider-Man. He just figured out spider technology. He gives him a vial and in the vial, there's a spider that gives him the bite that gives him his powers. And so he tells Peter, it's like, you can either live your life how you want to be, or you can, you know, spider up. I guess. Yeah. Spider up because like the, a common theme throughout the whole book though, is that Peter always feels like he's, not doing enough that he needs to do more that he's destined for more and like he's longing for something to give him this purpose and then here it is right here and it's just like damn he's gonna become spider-man okay i won't spoil too much more because i everyone needs to go pick up this book i think this book is even like getting sold out oh shit good yeah, it's 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 good it's good i i, I kind of hate it because it's just like we're just making I guess, you know, another white superhero popular again, but it's just like, it's for so long, we just wanted to see Peter live a happy life. I feel like Peter gets the pass. Peter definitely gets the pass. He, he can come to the cookout. Another cool thing is, like, you, uh, his Uncle Ben is alive, and him and, like, uh, uh, Jameson are, like, talking about starting off their own newspaper to take down the Daily Bugle, because the Daily Bugle in this universe is being run by the Kingpin. 
Okay, this is a fun twist it's, on the it's, Ultimate it's, Universe. It's, it's a great twist. I love it. I if any if whoever's reading comics, if you're, if you're reading anything by Jonathan Hickman, you're in for a fantastic ride. I was just about to ask who was writing it. Okay, the Hickman himself. What else has he written on? Uh, he did a Fantastic Four run. I think he also did. Um, he wrote Secret Wars, and golly, I think he, okay, yeah, that's a pedigree he, for sure. He also he also did like the Ultimates. I'm not too like he did. He did more Marvel stuff, so I'm not entirely too familiar with all this stuff because I barely read. Like the only Marvel stuff I read growing up was like Spider Man and X Men, and then those have those I fell off those books because they there's so much going on in the Marvel. Not even comics. so much. I don't know. After one more day, and after a bunch of different X Men like rewrites and like stuff, it's just uh, I've given up. Yeah, the X Men are insanely complicated right now. <laughs> so I'll just wait. But to brighten up the day here, let's start up with our usual, Rex. What do you got for us, B? I got a slew of things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, me and my friend have been doing uh, Shitty Movie Mondays, which has been awesome. And this most recent watch was uh, You Got Served, which never gets old. That movie is always a straight banger. That scene where they're dancing in the rain and they just got all them feels they got to get out. Oh, my God. That movie gets me every single time. I absolutely love it. I feel like that movie was responsible for a lot of kids to get pneumonia. Uh, it could have been. It very well could have been. Absolutely. Everyone felt like there was Marcus Houston or Omarion for like a second. Just just feeling themselves. But uh, that one. And for what's Bebum Bumpin', a uh, bit of a curveball today, but Dragula by Rob Zombie. That came on in the car today, and I cranked that shit, and a cop car, like, looked over into my car, and I was just, like, bobbing my head, and he was like, okay, carry on, white boy. So. He just, like, he took out his little, like, pad call to be like, all <laughs> yeah. right. The, the, is this, is this okay? Can I pull him over now? But, uh, it's funny. It, no, it's funny you mentioned that, actually, because I'm always, like, afraid to get pulled over, uh, for shit like that. But then I know they just passed the rule, or the law, where they can't pull you over from having stuff hanging from your, uh, rearview mirror. So uh, I put up the little black rose that I got at the last La Rosa Noir concert. There was a law against that? Yeah, there was a law against that for a while. You can't, you like fuzzy, it was like called like the fuzzy dice law or something like that. But essentially like cops could use that as an excuse to pull you over when really they just want to discriminate against you and pull you over true, for true. being brown. It's very true. True. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I got right now. Do I usually have another one? No, I think that's it. All right. You can't prepare it. You can't prepare it, people. Yeah. I was like, wait, do I have another segment? <laughs> uh, for my recommendations, there are only shows. The first one is from the last episode where I said that I would come back with a documentary about the theme parks I was watching that made me dive down that Six Flags rabbit hole. Uh, this one is called The Imagineering Story. Oh, that's what kicked off the theme park episode? Yeah. It's six oh, episodes. Oh, hell yeah, brother. It's six episodes. Uh, it takes viewers through the history and creation of like Disney parks, that then all the different parks around the world. So like Disney World France, Disney World Tokyo. Okay. I think there's one Hong Kong. Disney World France, big on Ratatouille. <laughs> Real big on Ratatouille over there. But obviously they start with Disneyland. It's over in California. And, and then you just see how like this whole thing just expanded and how the parks are built different. It's really cool. I like it a lot. And then after that, I was just like, hmm, why doesn't Warner Bros. have their own? And then, and then, yeah, okay. I yeah. see, I see where the wheels got turning. And then my second recommendation is a very cute, great series that I loved. Watch it all in one day. I just wish it was more. And that is Pokemon Concierge. A great new entry for the Pokemon franchise with this slice of life approach of running a Pokemon hotel and giving the spotlight to Pokemon that is not Pikachu or Charizard. <laughs> so the unfortunate side is that it's only four episodes. <clears throat> You'll breeze right through it, but it will definitely leave you begging for more. Also, the theme is written by Maria Takeuchi of Plastic Love fame. Oh, tight. I'm just Um, how many, how long are the episodes? It's like 20 minutes. Oh, this is like just a, this is just wholesome which, fodder then. Which I understand. It's, it's very hard because this is clay motion stop animation. So it, it's hard to do. So I understand why there's only four episodes. Maybe they're also trying to gauge to see like how many people are interested in this. And I'm just like, yeah. I absolutely love it. I want more of this. 
I love the slice of life approach for Pokemon. I it's think it's going to be a good way to get away from it while still utilizing the characters that we love and stuff like that. The 7,000 characters in that fucking show, if you're going to count every Pokemon. But I mean, the Psyduck hype train has definitely left the building. Uh, I'm never not psyched on Hy- Psyduck, man. Love that dude. Love Psyduck. Uh, the three monkeys that everyone used to hate, they're getting love now, which is like Simi Seer, Simi Sage, and uh, Simi Poor. Yeah, I don't even know them. It's really good. All right. I believe you're trying to think what other Pokemons were highlighted, but, but just clay motion in general is just, Oh God, I love clay motion. That shit is so difficult and time consuming. And to make it look as adorable as this show looked like, Ooh, it's not just that though. Like they gave, like they use different materials to like, I guess portray how these Pokemon might actually look in real life. Like you had like different textures, different textures. Like, yeah, you see like Pikachu, he's like a little fuzzier and then Psyduck's a little more smooth with like okay. little, some ruffle feathers here or there. Kind of uh, like how they try to get realistic with the, uh, uh, detective Pikachu movie. And yeah. it was a little off putting to see some of them, but like, like you didn't realize how scaly Bulbasaur is until you saw that. But Very true. I, I I I love seeing them in a realistic environment. Granted, clay clay motion is not really super realistic or anything like that, but it's definitely a more textured version than just two D animation. So that's cool, man. Yeah, four like episodes. It. it kind of feels like that's all they really needed for this. This was just a little chicken soup for the soul for a second. And I mean, I like definitely, mark, I definitely right? want more. I definitely want more. I hope I hope they do more. And I think the I think the main character herself. I think Haru is very much relatable to a lot of people growing mm. up, especially if you feel like you don't have it all figured out. Lord knows I don't. The other, I mean, the other Pokemon series I'm waiting to get like an international release is called uh, Pocket Adventures, and it's about that one girl who moves to Tokyo to start university, or no, she starts goes to Tokyo to get an advertising job, but then her mom mails her her copy of Pokemon Red. Yeah, we talked about this a while ago, but that sounds awesome. When does when is that coming out? Or is that that was just pretty recently announced, right? Or like a uh, couple it's, months ago? It's, it, it aired in October this year already, so now just. It's oh, so just, it's just U.S. release we're waiting yeah. on? International release. It hasn't been released outside of Japan. <sighs> Japan hoarding all the cool stuff. That's all we have for our weekly recs here, but I guess we should move on over to our main topics. The meat and potatoes! Starting with Tetris being defeated. Yeah! Did you, watch, just... did you watch the video I sent you? Yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, baby. So back in December, 13-year-old Willis, Blue Scuddy Gibson, beat the original version of Tetris. The game froze at level 157, and his score capped at 999,000. So basically, it got to the point where the programming just couldn't add more, and it froze. It just started running out of memory, and so it just starts grabbing random bits of code from the file until it crashes everything. It's so funny. And that's insane because before it used to be believed, you know, that people could only get to like level 29 because that's when like the block started falling impossibly fast and it was just ridiculous. Yeah, the way this accelerated just through fucking speedrunners being the most insanely creative people ever, like they developed like several different like um, techniques for tapping the buttons faster. To try to beat a computer, which is insane. Some other people also like kind of like hack the game to like cheat a little bit, which is like doesn't make it as oh yeah, Taz Taz runs tool assisted speed runs. Yeah, that doesn't make it as like you know a worthy accomplishment. But this kid just did it with a copy of Tetris. I mean, I think he did use like a emulator for his copy of Tetris, but it was all but based was, on the original yeah. architecture. It of was the original yeah, game. it was all based on original. So this dude, this dude's definitely a prodigy here with Tetris. Dude, he just he barely found out what Tetris is, and he's now the master of it. Well, just goes to show you. I mean, just you just need to keep playing more and more. Yeah, dude, I love like the speed running and like completionist community because like I don't got that kind of dedication, and this kid did, and this might be the highlight of his life. Who fucking knows, man? It's an insane feat. I, I mean, no, my hat's off to him. Like that's that's crazy. The irony is he's still wearing a hat, guys. Oh, I can't take my hat off. You literally could if you say hats off. Well, I mean, I do mean hats off. Like my gaming hat. <laughs> my gaming hat. <laughs> my gaming hat, sir. <laughs> my gaming, my lady. But it, it, it is incredible because I I have been playing like Tetris 99 and I think the like the biggest accomplishment I got there is like I won out of the 99 people once. And then I, once I did that, I was like, okay, I don't need to play anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're good. I've, I've me- reached the top of the mountain. Same thing with uh, F-099. It's like once I won one race, I was like, all right, I don't need to play this again. <laughs> Bro, I'm trash at that game. I can already tell you. So what this leads me, though, is that 
like Willis, I want to highlight like what could have been your biggest gaming achievement. Like it could be as grand as Willis or as Daigo making the ultimate comeback as Ken in Street Fighter Three Alpha Perfect. and blocking Chun Li's super art. Or you know you could be at home and you reverse a three one stock on your buddies in Smash Bros. <laughs> I mean, in my storied gaming career, I have a lot of moments I can talk about, but I definitely do have some <laughs> that I like more okay. than others. That's fair. I don't have nearly as many as you. <laughs> I picked three. I I could definitely go more, but I'll just... I got I got two, and they're both pretty much the same game. Oh my and god! Both not that exciting. <laughs> all right, I'll let you go first. Uh, so all right, I you know you guys have talked me to heard me talk about Smash Bros a whole lot. It is my favorite franchise of all time. I love it sucks. to death. So, uh, the first moment I had is the first moment I realized I was good at any game whatsoever. Because my friends were always a lot better than me. And then I got real good at Smash Bros. And I was whooping ass all day, every day in grade school on original Smash Bros. 64. Probably like 2000, 2001 or whatever. And I whooped my friend all day, all night for like an entire weekend sleepover. So much so that he was so pissed off he wound up throwing an N64 N64 controller at my head. And uh, that's when I knew I fucking made it, guys. (laughs) And I have never lost a 64 game since. Uh, except for shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving him a hard to like what? Except for that, uh, except for the couple of times in the recent years. But uh, it's because that game's old. But um, <laughs> that game's old. It's because that game's old, and I'm not. I'm young and full of life. Uh, because uh, this is this is the new. Oh shit! I think I'm jiggling this cord. We need a better setup, folks. Guys, from user friendly, if you're listening, let's get some better mics and stuff. Regardless, though, Smash 64. Uh, essentially getting con- a concussion. Or close to it uh, by being so good, which is a pretty great moment, if I do say so myself. Okay. And then the other one was the uh, the Smash tournament we hosted, man. That was the proudest moment of my life. Success! Uh, and I am a father, so that'll tell you something, guys. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. I'm just kidding. Kaylee, you're the best. You can't take it back now. Uh, yes, I can. And if you ever I'm listen a- to this, you better not, and you go to bed right now. Go practice for softball. But... Yeah, that tournament was incredible, man. Just running it and seeing the hype that we had. Like, I talk about it a lot on here, but like, it was genuinely the most fun time I've ever had in my life. It was so cool. I got third place, which I really didn't expect to get past the first round. So that was awesome. And, um, yeah, man, it was hype as hell. And like, it was so much fun. Like, I genuinely want to throw another one and I'm kind of mad we haven't so far. So it's okay. These things take time. That's what I'm saying. Like, keep an eye out, folks. If, uh, if it comes to it, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of hosting a tournament for my birthday. Like, that will be my birthday present, is having a big-ass tournament. All right, all right. You so, gotta find uh, a venue, then. We're going to figure it out, guys. Uh, let us know if you're interested. Uh, send us comments your, our way and everything like that, because uh, I'm looking to make it big, you know? I want to have a good-ass time, and I just want to throw down some Smash, bro! <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got. Smash Bros. is my life. It's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a good sign. <laughs> Because I think we used to play like Smash Bros. just for fun, and I would win because I was the one who only played the most. Yeah, because when, when we would like, go to Dan's back in the day and stuff like that, I had not touched a Smash game since 64. And then when Ultimate came out, and I was like, okay, I can start on the same level as everyone else. I can be better at this game. And I got good at, you know, casual level Smash or anything like that. But like a competitive level Smash? Whoo! That is a different story, folks. And I'm just happy I was able to scrap a little bit with... Not to spoil it too much, but a potential next guest, uh, Mr. Redtail himself, who showed everyone what's what that night, because uh, that guy is a goddamn god, and I need to talk to him about it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I could be bragging here a little bit. Kevin, what are you not? I mean, it's, it's, I'm sorry that I... I'm have... sorry I'm so good at so many things. It's well, okay, because like, when we started playing, it. I would just play just for, the, just for the hell of it. Shits and gigs, folks. Yeah, yeah, shits and just, gigs. It was just for shits and giggles. <laughs> but then B and Dan over here decided to like start practicing and get like they wanted to like get com- get competitively just so they can take me down. That was that was not just why we did it, but you were a good motivator. I'll, I'll it be was it you. was a big reason why. Guess we're tired of me winning. So they were just like, oh, it was like it's like you're doing the same, and I'm like, look, motherfucker, it's like I've been playing you guys without even fucking trying. I'm like, let me start trying. You'll get burned, and it's a whole different story now. Now I'm getting complaints like broken character, same stuff all the time. But no. So, so while I, he's going on this rant, guys, I'm just going to play my Sudoku real quick. <laughs> Sudoku. 
Yeah, man, I'm getting real good at them. I start, I've, I've been playing the New York Times puzzle games, and they're, oh, they're a lot of fun. God. Actually, you know what? Gamer moment, first time I beat the hard levels to Doku. Let's go, baby. So my three gamer moments, though, is the first one is back to when I was playing Pokemon Silver version. Yo. Back in early 2000s. I finally made it to the champion. I was facing Lance, and I was just like, oh, man. It's like down to my last Pokemon. It's just me and Feraligator versus Lance and his Dragonite. Feraligator, my goat. And it's just like, it's like, it's, and then in my, in my head and everything, I'm like imagining this grandeur battle and everything. And I'm like, I'm like actually speaking to my Feraligator. I was like, we've come this far. It's like, we are not going to fail here. It's like, it's you and me right now, buddy. It's like, I need this next attack to take him out. I was like, this is for the chip. And then f- I, I pick Ice Punch and some, and I'm so glad it landed because. That took down his Dragonite thanks to a four times weakness to ice. Let's go, baby. And it was the greatest, it was the greatest feeling ever for me as a 12 year old. Cause I was just like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I did it. I did it. I did it. Okay. That's a good one. And then another one that I have is back in 2016 at C2E2, I won the Mario Kart 64 tournament. Yeah. I'm so pissed I wasn't there for that. It was intense. It was pretty intense because the, the dude who was facing at first. He, I think he's definitely like one of the speedrunners or something like that because at, right at the go at Rainbow Road, he tried to do the shortcut jump. But once I saw him do it, I was just like, oh, he's not going to land it. I'm like, this race is mine. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty make or break moment for you on that, on that skip right there. And then the last one here is my many, many, many Smash Bros. victories, of which Ryan has been a victim of a couple times. So fucking many. So, 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 so many. There was like two times we ever played like a, like a whole smash night and stuff jesus there's been like two times where we've had like a smash night dance or something like that and uh i didn't lose once and that is it that is the only time i've ever had a winning record on kevin and the rest of the time before that and the rest of the time after that this man has just trounced me left and right and i want you to know you've broken my spirit sir i think the funniest one is when i was who was i I was Cloud. You were Wolf. I'm always he, Wolf, baby. That's my guy. He took an early like three one lead on me, and I was like, "Fuck!" Oh God, I actually do remember this. Yes, <laughs> he took an early three one lead on me, and I'm like, "All right." I felt so cocky, guys. And I was like, "I in my in my head, I was like, I need to switch up my game plan." You know, I was like, "Man, he's playing real basic right now." And then I awoke woke the beast apparently. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, let me slow down. Let me let me. Let me throw him off his game a, b- a bit here. Fun fact, yeah. if you ever want to beat me, just be more patient than me. I'm so impatient. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. I was just like I was like I was just like I have some pretty high damage. I was like I don't need to take the fight to him. I just need to him bring the fight to me. Yeah. Man, that didn't go great. And another time is like he was again also Wolf and I was Ganondorf. That's my guy. And I think I think we were both down 1 to 1. We both had pretty high damage. I th- I thought I I thought I got you by throwing you off the ledge, but then I saw you still had like one extra jump, and then you were gonna do your side B to get onto the onto the platform. Yeah, I gotta stop doing that so much. But I was just like, okay, I was just like, if I can just do uh, Ganondorf's like, um, was it up, up, smash? up no up tilt? I did up, up tilt, but I didn't hold it as long as I usually do. It was just a quick one two, and then bam, I got you right at the tip of it, and then you're just like. Who the fuck two frames with Ganondorf? And I'm like, me, motherfucker, that's who. Well, because you use the back hit of Ganondorf up smash, which nobody knows two frames, by the way. Not even <laughs> fucking Rickles uses that as a move. But hell yeah, man. It was it was, it was was nice. It was nasty. That was the night of a uh, sh- shooter sleeve Keddy. Shooter sleeve Keddy. I hate and love all of your personas so fucking much. <laughs> I just remember that night I came out and it was, a, I think it was after like Tears of the Kingdom came out and at GameStop they were giving out like the sleeves for Link's like, uh, arm. I forgot the name of the dude already. The first king of Hyrule. They gave him like the sleeve of the arm and I came out and I was wearing that and then I won my first two matches. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna keep wearing this. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot at night, baby. 100%. Yeah, you went Clay Thompson mode. I think other moments that I have for gaming is like one time we were playing Mario Kart with my cousins. Uh, I'm so bad about it. We were playing, a, it was Mario Kart 64. We were playing at Wario Stadium. I'm in first place and then everyone's catching up to me because they, they, they use a bunch of red shells, green shells, and like they're all hitting me like 
back in Mario Kart 64, those shells were unforgivable. Like, goddamn. Like, it's not like in the new ones where, like, if you get hit by one shell, the spinning animation is going to, like, I guess... Yeah, it make carries you, your momentum. It's going to... No, not even carries your momentum. It's going to make you invincible. So, like, if you get hit by more than one, like, within that spin animation, they're not going to affect you. Yeah, in 64, if you got hit by one, you got hit by another and another, and you just stayed there breakdancing for Exactly. A so, the thing is, like, I was spinning so much <laughs> up in the air as well that it flipped me over the wall and gave me an even bigger lead than everybody else. <laughs> oh, that backfired on them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so many Mario Party like comebacks I've had. Oh, dude, Mario Party's the shit. I know we were playing Mario Party on New Year's and I was too high to focus, so I just stayed in the corner the entire time. Oh, my God. That was, that was fun, but also I was just like, I've never had three people actively play against me before in my life. <coughs> Wait, really? You've never played a full four-person Mario Party? I've played a full four-person Mario Party. Oh, it was just targeted. I, to- oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Given, I was, given who was playing, of course you were the target. I was just like, come on. They were just like, oh, I'm picking random. I'm like, I'm like motherfucker, you know, you know who to pick. Uh, who am I stealing the star from? Ooh, sorry, buddy. I, I said eating me, mini mo in my head, and it was And you. once I had a plan in action, I was just like, all right. I was like, I, was like, I just need to do this, and I'm going to get back on top, and then I got sabotaged. Dude, Mario Party is the shit. I love Mario Party. <sighs> I, it's funny because that's a good game that you might not be the best at. You might not win at it. But, like, there's so many mini games that there's some games that you're just like, this is my fucking game. I'll lose this game. I've never lost this game in my life. So, like, even in a game where you could be getting smoked 24-7, you still got your game. You know what I mean? So, when that game comes up, you're like, all right, knuckles crack. This is my time to shine kind of a moment. Like, And I almost came back to that game, too. It wasn't until the bonus stars that, like, eliminated me. So, I was just like, damn. Yeah, bonus stars always fuck me, man. Either way, fun fun time, fun game. Love it. Oh, God, I love my If you guys have any of your own gaming achievements that you want to let us know about, you know, reach out to us, let us know. I would love to hear about it. And if you want to create some gaming moments, let me know what kind of a tournament you want us to host. I want to get, I want us to get back into hosting tournaments. I think that was the most fun thing in the world, and I want to do that with my life going forward. I will say, though, I'm about to hype up episode 64 because it is our, I guess namesake <gasps> episode yeah Ooh, i'm gonna make a good ass what is it 61 we're in 61 yeah episode 64 is all gonna be about nintendo 64 hell yeah brother i'm gonna make some dope ass 90s themed cocktails i don't know what it's gonna be yet but i got some time and i'm gonna mm-hmm. make it nice maybe we'll do video i don't know yet yeah let's do video man we'll see we'll see let me see your your lovely mug gotta gotta prepare gotta prepare for this hey he's just gotta go pro for christmas folks yeah. Also, guys, convince him <laughs> that on Halloween, no, we no, need to hunting. go ghost hunting. No, because I will definitely find something. Let us know in the chat if you want us to go ghost hunting for Halloween. I mean, I'll, you can go ghost hunting. I will stay away. Homie, if we go ghost hunting, you'll just turn to me and say, found one, and then that'll be it. <laughs> the Transformers will return after these messages. But aside from that... Tell us what we are drinking here today. Senor, I'm so glad you asked because I've been chugging this since we got in here. It is so tasty. and It's it is pretty tasty. It's kicking my ass in the best way possible. So I didn't know what to expect when I got this because it's from Allagash, which is generally a more like Belgian-style brewery, and they do a lot of uh, lighter things. So uh, when I saw this, it's the Allagash uh, Curo, I believe is how you say it. It's French. There's an I, E, U, and an X all in a row. They literally have more than half of the uh, vowels in this thing. But uh, this is the Allagash Akuro. It is a Belgian-style golden ale aged in bourbon barrels. Um, So I was really expecting a darker, heavier, maltier flavor from this. This is great. I was definitely expecting it like more aged and smoky or something like that. This is better than Goose Island, Bourbon County. Oh, 100%, dude. This shit is so tasty. It smacks. It's so easy to drink. It's 10.2%. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a four pack, but it's only like $15. So if you do like the, the CBA on that one, that comes out to better than most six packs of a shit beer that you're going to get. Even some of the stuff I've recommended. This fucking smokes. So I would definitely say taste this. It doesn't taste like whiskey. It doesn't taste like bourbon. So don't let the barrel age thing fool you. Yeah, no, I, I can't really quite put 
my finger on what I taste. Right? It's 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 kind of nebulous, but like in a really crisp and clean way. And it gives I, me no that it gives me more like a nectar feel. That's so specific, and I like that. I can see what you say. It's very full bodied, but it's refreshing. Yeah. Like it doesn't have like heavy tones that kind of weigh it down, so it's still kind of crisp at the front of your mouth. And it just it's tasty. And it's got a little bit of caramel from that aging and everything like that. This is the McDonald's Sprites of beer. This is the McDonald's Sprites of beer. I really love that. That's what this is. Yeah. Like the time and a place, baby. Like the like the stars collided and that's what made this the best beverage possible. But yeah, no, this shit's good as fuck. I, I highly recommend anyone to get this. Uh it's super easy to drink. If you liked our um uh I think it was the the finches, the whatever the dark lager was that we had recently. Um, this is that on steroids. I should tell you though, starting with the last episode that I just edited, I started putting background music during your monologues, and it just makes it so much funnier. You know what? That's probably fair. <laughs> I probably have it coming. <laughs> so like, just, you, you should just make a sound break for like incoming a B rant, and then just. <clears throat> Letter it, baby. Well, because the last episode, I think I put the song that was in John Claude Van Damme's Volvo commercial. Because <laughs> you were just talking about how I was like, oh, I was at work, I was staring into the abyss cooler, and deciding what to like, what to buy, and it just like you just hear the song slowly creeping in, and I'm just like, oh my god, you're literally doing that, like the the Oscars play me off the stage, yeah. kind of thing. That's so funny. Well, not really play me that. off the stage. It's just I was just doing it more to like enhance this monologue of how like this it's getting epic of like how you came to this beer choice i guess okay like, so, so i div- appreciate that giving me a journey so thank you brother i'm just because like i hear i'm hearing the song again as you're talking i'm just like i can't i get real passionate about things that i like so yeah oh man but this is actually a really good beer dude this shit slaps i'm probably gonna be fucking sloshed because i haven't eaten yet so dude is this, this, this is like drinking three beers at once if you're hungry Ah, good times, good times. (laughs) He says so reluctantly. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's why I asked before this recording, and I was like, wait, do you have a game tonight? And he's like, no. And I was like, all right, cool, you can drink this then, because it's so strong. (laughs) No, no. Have a game tomorrow night. Epic time. First place versus second place. Oh, hell yeah. That's going to be hot. What time are you playing? I think 8.30 or 8, something like that. Let me know, baby. Let me know. Should be epic. I mean, it's supposed to be a winter storm tomorrow as well, so. Winter storm ain't never stopped me, all right? We now return to the Transformers. Yeah, but moving on to our semi-final topic here, and it's something that I actually really want to talk about because I, I came the across penultimate this gem. topic. Came across this gem accidentally, and this is Retro Crush, a channel on Samsung that features anime. This channel might also be available on other TVs, but I can't confirm. It's very similar to a lot of other channels that have it, like um, like Tubi and like all those other things, and like LG, well, no, the, the, LG the, has its own channel as well. That's different. Cause Tubi is different. Tubi is an actual streaming app you can download to watch stuff. No, but it's the same as those TV channels. It's different. It it is the same as those because I also have like LG TV. And Sam, I've I've had Samsung TV as well, but it is the same thing as this, where it's basically like an old school kind of cable package, where like you have your different channels and stuff like that, and then there's some channels that have like certain themes or whatever. Like there's anime channels on a lot of things, but like uh, Retro Crush from the list that I've read is so far the best I've ever seen. So if you got a Samsung TV, girls and guys, get you some Retro Crush. Yeah, because with two pages watched all of transformers armada on there but there was no commercials or anything it was just straight streaming into the next episode next episode next episode yeah whereas retro crush is just like it's obviously 24 7 anime and like they have specific like they have a i guess to get into it it's like um for me it was a great surprise oh pluto is what i'm thinking of not to be pluto and yeah. i haven't used pluto so i don't Pl- know pluto is basically that so like i said this is a great surprise and for those who own a samsung tv uh, might be available on other TVs as well. I'm not 100% sure, but I would definitely check this channel out. And when I say free channels, I mean channels that come with the Wi-Fi connection, like it's Samsung's, like Samsung TV Plus or whatever. You put it on there, you can scroll through, there's different channels. For a while, we had it like on a holiday, for, well, for a while, I would say during the holidays, Tali had it on the holiday movie channel, and there, there was like the most cheesiest and f- 
stupidest Christmas movie plot lines ever. But also, I'm just like, oh my god, this person's in a Christmas movie. That person's in this Christmas movie. It's 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 crazy. Christmas movies are a step below Dancing with the Stars. But it's crazy to see how many actors were coming through these dumbass Hallmark Christmas movies. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, man. We had the Pink Ranger in one of the movies. She was like playing a mom and. Yeah, Kimberly. I, yeah, exactly. I was just like, I was, I was like, oh my god, is that Kimberly? That's yeah, Kimberly, my first ever crush. The other time, I was like, I was like, oh my god, it's Kim Possible. Christy Carlson Romano. Yeah, she was in a Christmas movie, and it doesn't surprise me. Billy Ray Cyrus is in a couple one, and they're all awful. Yeah, it's Billy Ray Cyrus. I can't imagine anything he does is good. And I'm trying to think, what's another? Who was another actor that surprised me? But I, I forgot. Steve Buscemi. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> he is in everything. That man does not discriminate. Uh, I love him. Love him to death. But Retro Crush streams anime 24-7. They have a set schedule of what you're watching. It's it's pretty funny because like after after I get off work, which is like at 4, let's say 4.15, 4.30 is around the time I get off. And I turn it on. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh is playing. And I'm like, it's like I'm back to being a kid. Hell yeah, brother. It's your Sunday cartoons in the afternoon. Wow. I that That's actually like a really good market to nail down. <laughs> yeah. They also air a lot of animes that did not originally air in the US, which I think is really cool. Seriously? What do yeah. they have? Uh, they have uh, Super Ninja Robot Tobikage, never aired in the US. Another one is called Flames of Rekka, which I was reading reviews about it. I know Flames of Rekka. Okay. I was reading reviews about it, and they said that Flames of Rekka is Yu Yu Hakusho on steroids. Yes, yes. I've heard insane things about this show. And so today, after watching it like all week, this week, I guess they finally got to like their version of the Dark Tournament arc. And I'm like, this is <laughs> this is exactly, this is kind of like the Dark Tournament. I'm like, these, this guy was definitely inspired by him. But this, this watching this Retro Crush channel, because especially the commercials, the bumpers and everything that happens in between, it really gives me like Toonami and like Adult Swim kind of vibes. But in, in the more... Family friendly setting. <laughs> I want to yeah. say Tom can be a little bit of a scamp. I don't know because it, it, it's it's also like what I aim for diversions to be in the future. Like that's what I want it to be. Like I want that aesthetic. I guess you could say that's like that, that's what I'm aiming for. If you guys see in our first like two video episodes, you see all the bumpers that I make for it. It's all inspired by like Toonami, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, like all that kind of stuff. Heavily, 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 heavily. heavily. I probably should have not been watching Adult Swim when I should have been, because I was probably like eight, ten years old when it was coming on. I was just like, "Yeah, you were not an adult, sir." Broke the law. They also have like this one magical girl anime that I am very heavily invested in. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. Well, it's it's very old school, and like one of the girls died, and I was I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not the one you think. It's not the one. It's oh, it's not, not that it's one. It's not the one you think. I've never heard of this before. That's why. What was it called? Ah, uh, fuck, I forgot the name. We will insert a clip later with the name. I'll just, I'll bring up the name next week because, like, I, the thing is, like, I always have to click, not click, I always have to press, like, the enter button to see what the name of it, of the anime that's playing. Too much work. You're right. Well, I mean, it, it, this also only airs, like, this one on the scheduling block comes on around, like, one in the morning or something like that. So I only catch, like, an episode. So they, cause I guess they do, like, an hour or two hour programming block of this, whatever they're airing. So from from four thirty to six thirty, it's Yu Gi Oh. Okay. So I catch these episodes, but then like you can record them, so you can watch them later. Oh, that's tight in the app. That's the thing you have to sign up. So you think that's the other cool thing? They do have a website you can sign up to watch a bunch of other stuff. I think they even have like a premium channel option kind of thing, so you can like nice. Yeah, it's really it's. I think it's a really cool retro crush. Is definitely yeah, that's filling in a void that is pretty much needed, especially for a lot of people who want to watch like. I call it the golden age of anime because it's like that old school anime that you can only find at conventions, like trying to trade DVDs and VHSs and all that kind of stuff. Oh, the good old days of geekdom, man. So the other good thing is the schedule is consistent. So if you miss something, you can just be like, oh, I can catch it next next time or whatever the next time it airs. So it doesn't change up too much. Okay. But I do love it. I love it. Especially that magic. I got to find the name of that magical girl anime because I was, I was, I was just like, holy shit. I was like, they did not just kill her off. I'm like, this is very not much magical girl. So deadly magical girl. I don't know if you checked out Retro Crush at all. I've not had a chance because I do not have a Samsung TV, but now that we'll I go know out that there, there might be a, a Samsung website. TV. You're, you're right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. Let me just buy a TV just to watch one channel. Why not? It's a great channel. There's more channels you can watch. You can, I think for, I, I think another time we've had it like on the Midsummer Murders channel. There's also a bunch of British stars. I'm just like, holy shit, they were on their show. Like I said before, Orlando Bloom was on that show, apparently. Hell yeah. So, is, is he British? 
He's British, right? Yeah, we we established that he is British. Okay, okay. We yeah, I'm still kind of confused. <laughs> the also, I don't know. It's 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 cool because like if you don't want to like look through all those different streaming apps, and also it gives me a little bit of relief because like okay, if I want to cancel streaming services, I have these free channels that come with my TV to watch. Yeah. They're they're super random, but kind of does harken you back to that day of just like Throw something on TV, see what comes my way, and I'll do something in the background. Those those are really good channels for that. Exactly, I think that's what exactly what it's aiming for. It's little, it's it's background noise, and plus. that's what we're aiming for here at Divergence to be background noise for you people. Hell yeah! Just put us on and listen to the sultry sound of our voices. Oh Kev- yeah! There we go, baby. But to get to our final topic here of the episode, and Aww. that is question time. Woo! For those of you who want to have your question featured over on the Divergent 64 podcast. Wait, why do you say Divergent 64? That's our page. Whoever wants to have your questions featured on the Divergence podcast, send your questions over to us over at Divergent 64 by DM or sending us over through our question prop in our story or leaving our comment on our YouTube channel with the word question. Just so it's easier for me to find or just train a small army of rats you could uh you know like pound uh alien crop circles into the cornfields if you want that was my phone falling off of my lap thank you so much nice nice but i get to start us off here our first question of the day is coming from level up alexis number one fan we have a lot of number one fans I think we have one number one fan, <laughs> and I think it might be her. <laughs> and she is asking your favorite instant ramen brand. Uh, see, I'm super basic, so I'm all about... Calm down. Calm down. Uh, I'm super basic, so I'm all about, you know, just the chicken-flavored Marachan ramen. So I don't really mind too much, but, like, I'll eat anything at this point. See, I used to be... I, I do love the, the Maruchan ramen packs. I do love them. But at this point, it's becoming more of a guilty pleasure. Because now I go out to like, you know, HMAR or Jungbu and I find these other noodles. I'm just like, holy shit, these are so much better. They do have a lot, but I've yet to really like lock down my favorite of those. So if I'm going to go with a staple, I'm going. I got to find the name of it, but it comes. It's like a, it's like a white packaging with like, or, or like gold trim kind of thing. And it's, it's a Tokatsu flavor. And it's just so good. That is our favorite ramen. I fuck. It's it's just so good. Mm. It's so simple. You just need two cups of water. Boil it. You put the noodles and you put the flavor bag in. It's so good. Send me that when you figure it out because that sounds delicious. I have packets of it at home right now. Hell yeah, brother! Give me a pick when you get home. It's nice because I, especially now because of my uh, job. When I go into the office days, there's a Japanese market nearby, so I stop by it sometimes. I'm just like, you know what? What am I gonna try today? But I do love cup noodles as well. Cup noodles fucks, dude. Cup noodles is good, but when I went, when the cup noodles in Japan shits in the cup noodles that's over here. Is there actually a difference? There's a huge difference. Really? Oh, hell yeah. oh that's great. Oh my god, it was a huge. I go over there. I had a hot and spicy beef cup noodles over there, and oh my god, not only that, it was a big cup noodles, but it was actual beef pieces in there. Like, were they like freeze dried? Yeah, they were freeze dried beef pieces, but oh. still, still really good. Still really good. That's impressive. That's the other thing. Like, do you do you like dress up your ramen when you make it, or you just eat? What's I'm usually pretty lazy, but like at a bare minimum, I'll throw some like scallions on there or something like that. Some little lo- 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 green onion. You trimmings. never like crack an egg and throw it in there uh, on occasion, but like sometimes I'm just too lazy. I'm mostly just too lazy. If I have any like random meat cutlets, I'll toss them in, but like that's not that often. I go with like whatever my flavor is. I think one time, I think a couple times we have like pile like bowl, like the bowls of lobster flavor, flavored ramen. So we went to Whole Foods. We got lobster tails, defrosted them, cooked them up, chopped it up, put it in my ramen bowl. Ten out of ten. Yeah, I did have a garlic ramen, uh, a garlic lobster ramen that was amazing the other day. And by the other day, I mean like two months ago. But still. One time I attempted to make ramen from scratch and it was the most hardest thing ever. Dude, those spices are so hard because I wanted to make uh, pho one time from scratch and the amount of shit that goes into that broth is insane. But now that that I know that I need to make the broth like weeks in advance, I think I might try again. Oh, is that the thing? Yeah. I tried to make the broth within like two days. Oh, that's silly. Yeah. Can't do that probably. Well, I think I, I didn't know beforehand. So, but now I do know. And after watching Ramen Heads, I'm just like, nah, 
I still can't find that one anywhere. I'm so mad. It's a great anime. The great I'm anime. So mad. I was say great anime. It's a great documentary. <laughs> a live action anime, man. It's incredible. Uh, but the next question that we have here is from Pops Prince, and he's asking: Have you ever felt like someone copied you? If so, tell us about it and how you handle the situation. Yeah, Pablo copies me all the time. Um, I have a podcast. He has a podcast. I'm, kidding. Have, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have the opposite, where somebody thought I was copying them, um, and it led to a fight. So this is when I was like eight years old, maybe. <laughs> and uh, your boy loved Thomas the Tank Engine, and I had a really cool buckle belt of Thomas the Tank Engine. And my old friend back in the day, hey, if you're ever listening to this, Scott Waters, hit me up, brother. But um, I used to hang out with him, too, because we played baseball together and stuff like that. Uh, and he was from the neighborhood. And our parents were friends. So cool. So we hung out. But um, I remember one day uh, I went there and he was talking about these uh, this thomas the tank engine belt that he had and i was like that sounds super cool i have one too and then he couldn't find his and then he saw me wearing it and he's like well clearly you took it and then i was like what are you talking about i did not take it and then we wound up getting into a fist fight (laughs) did you win uh it was broken up before there was a winner determined but i won no were were you really winning or were you getting your ass kicked they're just like all right all right all right I, I I was be honest. I was standing up. I had him pinned down. <laughs> all right, all right. So I won. But I'm also just tall, so that probably means nothing at eight at eight years old. I would lose any fight to him right now. I'm sure. But uh, how do you know? C- c- have you seen anybody? <laughs> That's how you know. You're right. I'm scrappy. I'm scrappy. I'm scrappy. Do everyone's favorite. But uh, so it became this big fight and everything like that. And like parents got involved or whatever. And the parents get into a fight. The parents got involved. They did not get into a fight. That would have been super funny though. Can you imagine Claudia just like oh, bitch slapping her? Oh, I would love that. But um, no, parents got involved, whatever. They came over, they searched and everything like that. And it turns out that I just had the exact same thing that he had. And I was wearing it. And he <laughs> lost his. And then he wound up finding it later. And it was very funny. So it is the closest thing I will come to anyone stealing something of mine or copying my step swag because uh, I got nothing worth copying. So your solution was violence to resolve this issue. My solution was to stop the fight, which I did. <laughs> That's still violence. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm not just get it. Never mind. <laughs> but I was about to say, I'm not just going to get punched in the face, but I do have a story about me just getting punched in the face and me walking away. But regardless, it was resolved uh, that uh, I was the truther. He was misinformed and therefore don't steal anyone's belt. True facts. It's moral of the story, folks. I don't think I've ever had someone copy me or I've ever copied someone. It's weird because like I guess to talk about it like within the toy community, it's like we all watch the same shows. We've all like take inspiration from each other. So it's like not one person is necessarily copying the other. We're just doing our own take on a specific scene that we've seen from our shows or something. You know, so, I mean, I will admit there are some other toy photographers who inspire me to shoot a photo a certain way. Do you amazing? You the goat. But I don't necessarily copy them. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to add this. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do it this way. And I want it from this angle. And I see other people also do the same thing. Like, you know, maybe like. Maybe my shot inspired them. So I want to say no one's ever really copied me or I've never really copied anyone, I think. But I think the best way to handle a situation like that is like you just approach them privately, you know, be like, hey, did you copy me? And it's like, or be like, just be like, I, or I felt like, you know, you're like kind of copying me kind of sit. Like, you know? I would be so passive aggressive about that. I'd be like, hey, oh my God, we put out something and it was like both the same thing. So, um, yeah, where'd you get that from? Because I posted mine first. I would be so petty about it. I would be such a bitch about it. But also part of me just wouldn't really care, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, art is... I mean, my be. approach is just uh, you can imitate, but you can never replicate. Hey, there you go. Like, there's there's definitely a difference. Like, it's, I guess I guess to, like, I go off in a little bit of a tangent here, especially when I'm cooking Ooh, as well. What? oh let this man cook <laughs> like people always ask me it's like what do you do when you're cooking and i and i tell them exactly what i do i'm not afraid to share my secrets i'm not afraid to show what it is that i'm doing when i'm cooking 
because I have no secret. There's nothing special about it. The only the only thing about it is that when I'm cooking, I am in a battle with myself because I'm just thinking in my head. I'm just because I'm thinking in my head is like, is it gonna come out how I made it last time, or is it gonna come out a little bit different? I, I'm I'm just getting real food wars vibes from this <laughs> statement right now. You know, when I'm cooking, it's just a battle with myself because that that, that that's exactly what cooking is. Like it, you can follow a recipe to a T, but it's not gonna come out the same way twice. If you're bad. Not even if you're bad, you could be good. It could like even if you're good, it could something it could be a, just a minuscule bit different. I'm just saying. Like that's that's been my experience. I, I had a it. process miscule mis misculenessness for a second. I mean that's, that's, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's been it's my experience. That's been my experience with it. <laughs> Cause like I feel like the way when I when I grill burgers on like outside charcoal grill, it's much different when I grill burgers on like a flat top grill. Yes, because that is two different grills. Yes, exactly. I'm saying it. like it's two different grills, so it's like it's not always going to come out the same. Oh, but or if you use the same cooking method, even then if it I use would. the same, but even if I use the same cooking method, I was just like I had to make sure it's like it's like is this cut of meat the same as this? Like exactly the same as the previous cut of meat that I did last time. It's like is it no here yo? It's like or is this lobster tail just as big as the one that I cooked last time? Or is this one cooking a lot faster? Like I need to keep an eye on like is it turning red too fast? Is it turning like is it is is it gonna over overcook and become more rubbery? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I take into consideration when I'm cooking, so Yeah, okay. Which is why I'm never afraid. It's like if people want to copy me, go ahead, copy me. And like it's not gonna be upset about it. Yes. Those two thoughts were really They probably were and probably weren't, so it's okay, man. I like where your head's at. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if if people copy me, I'm not gonna like lose my head over it. It's whatever. There you go. It, uh, 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 what is it? Mimicry is the sincerest form of flattery. Exactly. There you go. Because I know when I do something, I do it with a lot of heart. And if oh, other people God. are doing it, they're just doing it because they want to get the quick buck. Sure. Kind of like I, I feel like that's that's the comparison I'm trying to make. I guess I don't know. Maybe I get the path you're trying to take. There you go. I I I feel where this sentiment is going i'm also pretty buzzed right now because it's beer so bro this beer is slapping i am not gonna lie guys <laughs> try this beer out but with caution make sure you ain't got nowhere to be uh i'm gonna chill at the studio for a minute before i drive home because this shit be going crazy but yeah that's all the questions that we have here for today Alagash sorokas <laughs> That's all I got. It's my only answer to this question. Oh, man. But we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. Make sure to follow us over at Divergence64 across all platforms. And look out for maybe potentially our next video episode. And maybe another tournament that we host sometime soon. Hell yeah, brother. Let me know if you're interested. Uh, DM either of us. Text us. Leave a comment. Uh, If you want to make a tournament happen. If you're interested. If you will participate uh i will talk to Redtail when we talk to him next and we will see if we can get the i mean i know i'm doing block. a tournament for like a boys and girls club yes shout out to diego that is on the horizon as well i'm printing your trophies uh starting this week so i'm excited for that but i would like to do another tournament i think that was a great time right that shit was fun as hell man but we appreciate you listening to another episode of the versus podcast and most importantly and always remember to have yourselves A damned good one. Later, losers.